0: Here we go. It's Rumination Thursday on this July the 14th in the year of our Lord 2022. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and we're having a good friend of ours on the line with us today. Not Pastor Tom Baker, but Pastor... Wes Reimnitz. I was wondering Tom, if how knew are you? Name. I'm doing really good, Wes. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing really good because we're members of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And it's unfortunate that this article you sent me is entitled, fewer than half of evangelicals believe the Bible is literally true. And that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Could you begin by defining what an evangelical is?
1: That's what I was gonna ask you. I mean, you say we're fortunate we're in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, because, you know, many churches that I served were like St. Paul Evangelical Lutheran Church, St. Peter Evangelical Lutheran Church. We call ourselves Evangelical.
0: So yes.
1: Why does it that... make us unfortunate?
0: Where does the word Evangelical come from originally?
1: Well, from the Greek. From e- 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 I can't say it as good as you can
0: Mm Evangelium. yes, it's a a word for gospel. And the Lutherans were regarded as being the gospel church. Well, what's happened in the press, evangelicals have become those that are not Lutheran, but that they do believe the Bible basically is true, and they have a pretty good interpretation of the Bible. Uh, for example, the Son of Baptists are well known for following God's word, but they're born again. They do deny certain things that we affirm, such as baptism being the sacrament, the Lord's Supper being the sacrament. But if you're talking about the historicity of the Bible, well, for a long time, most of them were believing in the literal interpretation of the Bible, but now, a recent survey, fewer than half of them believe the Bible should be taken literally.
1: Yeah, Yeah, one, one other thing we should clear up, don't we say that we are born again?
0: Yes, we're born again, but when we're talking about that, we're talking about baptism. When they're talking about being a born again, they're talking about that they have invited Christ into their heart. They've said a prayer of invitation. They believe that they are the ones that decide whether or not they have faith. And if they make that decision on their own, then God saves them. But we don't believe that's that.
1: A, that's an excellent uh, description as we lead into the article.
0: Yes, yeah, I've got a few questions on the article. Uh, do we believe that we take the Bible literally?
1: Well, for for the most part I do. I don't, I, I can't, uh, I consider every part of it the Word of God, He put it in there for a reason.
0: Well, the article does a pretty good job. It holds literalism except where the text is obviously allegorical, poetic, or figurative, like for example, when the Bible talks about the mountains jumping for joy, that that's not to be taken literally, and, and things like that. So when it's in poetic or allegorical, uh, or a lot of the parables, like the parable, what they call the parable of the Good Samaritan, we may not believe that to have really ever happened, but it might be a made-up story that Jesus did to prove a point.
1: Well, how about uh, this week is 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 uh, talking about the Sunday School lesson about the flood and Noah, would we consider that a literal?
0: Y- yes, that we would consider literal and in fact i would encourage sunday school teachers who are doing the flood this week to go to youtube and just type in is the flood as described in the bible did that really occur and there are some excellent people who are giving evidence that the flood did occur now Scientists today, so-called scientists, think that the flood did not occur, that it was only a, well, a local flood for Noah, but why doesn't that make any sense?
1: Well, because we have many local floods as it is, and many people die, and God had promised uh, Noah and his descendants that there would never be another Worldwide flood like the one that just occurred.
0: So, if it was a local flood, God has broken his promises. Exactly. And so that's why we believe that. Now, why? I really believe that the biggest false teaching in the world today is this theory of evolution. Why can they not believe that there was? a worldwide flood. It has something to do with the rocks.
1: Oh Well, the the, the rocks are, quote, out of place. What they would call sediment should, should occur at, at different levels. But uh, I've been rereading a book called The Flood by Alfred Winkle, And he says, if you look at the flood, from a uh, calm, you can see how sediment overturns itself. So. And I think you used uh, a description of Mount St. Helens.
0: Yes, at Mount St. Helens, the rock formations did not take millions of years after the volcano, they only took a few weeks to do what evolutionists say normally takes millions of years that the rock layers were reversed in such a way that taking a look at Mount St. Helens today, you would just assume that that took millions of years when in reality it only took three or four years.
1: Yeah. The uh, St. Peter in in the second uh, epistle puts it this way that you notice that the Word of God, the heavens, existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of water and by water, through which the world at that time was destroyed, being flooded with water. As we we come to know, we live in the second world, and it was formed through the water that was there.
0: That's a really important uh, chapter and verse from Second Peter, because a lot of people think the flood is just talked about in Genesis, when in reality, it's also found throughout the New Testament. Jesus speaks about it. So we're going to have to say that not only is God a liar, because there have been many local floods, but also Jesus is a liar, Peter is a liar, etc. And that's Because a lot of people think that the flood is a fable, is a myth. And that's where a lot of people will believe evangelicals that Jesus died on the cross for them. They believe he rose from the dead, but they don't believe that Jesus was capable of flooding the entire world.
1: Right. Well, his article says that 20% say of all adults in America say that 20% say the Bible is the literal word of God, which is a historic low. So, I mean, it takes into account every American.
0: Yes. So they do say that 51% of evangelicals view the Bible as the actual word of God, meaning that they were inspired by God to write the collection of books now referred to as the Bible. Whereas real liberal scholars believe that the Bible was written by man out of his own thinking and opinion. And it's really important that um, how evangelicals uh, believe a number of things. There's three things that I wanna talk about. Number one, they believe that all religious faiths are of equal value. What does that mean in their thinking?
1: Well, it doesn't matter whether you're Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, cults—you you name it out there—that that, uh, that uh, somehow there is value found in the in in their religion. It Reminds me of the the uh, convention of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, where they invited many different types of religion, Hindu, Shinto, Buddhist, Baha'i, you name it, and call them their equal partners in God.
0: Exactly, that's a really important point. It doesn't matter what faith you have, uh, it's of equal value because it can comfort you and can give you guidance and this sort of thing. But boy oh boy, you take a look at some of these faiths, comparing Muslim to Christian, There's no way that they can be of equal value because where in any other faith does God take upon himself human form and die on a cross Cross, to forgive your sin? That's why they're not of equal value.
1: I ran across a survey of 700 pastors in a large uh, Protestant denomination back in 1951. And 85% of those 700 pastors no longer believe the Bible was the infallible revelation of God. So, you know, this thing has been a, a real problem for us as as we move through through time of whether we believe the Bible is the literal word of God.
0: And there are two different ways in which people attempt to show that the bible is true and inerrant in the word of god the one uses reason and they think that you can figure it out on the basis of reason like they try and prove that jesus rose from the dead and if you stop and think about it they only can use the bible because there it says 500 people saw jesus after he rose from the dead but that's not using reason That's using scripture, interpret scripture. Reason is not capable of helping us to become a Christian or believe what Christians believe because what we believe is not reasonable. You need the Holy Spirit to bring faith. And the article shows that a lot of people do not any longer believe in the Holy Spirit. They just don't believe it exists.
1: Yeah, the question I had is, what place does the Holy Spirit play? Play, and uh, you know, Romans ten seventeen, faith comes from hearing, and hearing the word of God. The Holy Spirit only works through that word. But if you no longer believe, it's the word. How you you know how is there to be faith?
0: That's very good. So the first thing I wanted to look at is the idea that religious faiths are of all equal value. The second thing that a lot of majorities believe in in the world is people are basically good. Now, I don't know what news they're looking at, but by and large, how would we respond to that?
1: Uh, you know, uh, I one of the ways I used to describe it is get two children and be you know young children on a floor and give them one toy and see what happens.
0: Well, that's really good. Yes. Yeah, in fact, what are children born with? What do we call it? What kind of sin?
1: Well, we call we call that original sin that we were all corrupted by sin through Adam and Eve in the garden.
0: Well said. And so basically We are sinners. Now, the reason I believe a majority in the United States believe people are good is because they see them doing good deeds. But God makes a distinction between a good deed and what he considers to be properly good, which is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And what he looks at is their intention or their motivation when they do a good work. An unbeliever is totally incapable of doing a good work out of love for Jesus Christ because he doesn't believe in Jesus Christ. So none of his works can be considered as spiritually good.
1: Yeah, so they're not gonna find the Bible infallible. They're not gonna find that that, uh, there was a virgin birth. or accept the creation story from Genesis, because there's no Holy Spirit to begin with.
0: And therefore, all religions, and unfortunately some evangelicals are beginning to follow that, believe the third item that this article talks about, that by these acts of goodness, they can earn their way into heaven. Now, why do we disagree with that?
1: Uh, and there's not one that doeth do good and sinneth not, so to see that uh, uh, exactly. even in, in, in our purest, so-called thoughts, without Christ and the Holy Spirit, that there's nothing to to hang on to. You know, it talks about. Inwardness versus outwardness and ob- an objective justification versus a subjective justification if you could explain that.
0: Yes, objective justification is the fact that when Jesus Christ died, he paid for the sins of everyone. So you can say to anybody, your sins have been forgiven. However, They only receive that gift if they have faith. That's subjective justification. And apart from faith, they do not receive the gift of the forgiveness of sins, and therefore they are not righteous in God's sight. But even a Christian who continues to sin is regarded as righteous in God's sight because of the work of Jesus Christ in pain for their sins, which they believe. And that's why the gospel is a means of grace, a means of receiving the benefits from God, won for us by Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, see, very well said. The explanation in the article talks about the religious faith of equal value because people, goodness, they're earned their way to heaven, and show majorities believe in moral absolute and consider feelings and experience as their trusted source instead of objectively looking at what Christ has done for us.
0: Yes, we're doing a study, of course, on Wednesdays on Proverbs, what Solomon wrote about, and it is in agreement with much of the rest of Scripture where it tells what God considers us to be doing properly in his views. And there's a lot of information about how we are to behave. And these people, many of them, they don't believe in moral absolutes. What's a moral absolute?
1: Well, that, uh, uh, a sin that you do, of wrongdoing, is, is caused by something in, in, in your background or in your life.
0: Yes, a moral absolute is a clear command from God about how we are to behave. And they don't get that from God. They instead look at their feelings, it says, their experience or the input of friends and family as their most trusted source of moral guidance. Why do you think so many young people have followed the life of drugs these days? Mm. Lack
1: of uh, going, well, you can't say lack of just going to church because some of them have gone to church, but it is what they're being taught. What I, I think of when I hear that is uh, the gay lifestyle that uh, God made me this way and I, I internalize it and it's not a sin because if God made me this way and I feel this way. It's got to be okay.
0: Yes. In other words, when you take a look at the evangelicals, more than half reject a number of biblical teachings and principles. uh, And it says, including the existence of the Holy Spirit. And then those who believe in the Holy Spirit, they believe that the Holy Spirit gives them insight as to what kind of moral life they should live rather than God's word, the Bible, because that was just made by men. And it's not necessarily true today, what they wrote centuries before.
1: Yeah. And it's that same word. As you mentioned before, Jesus says in Matthew 24, for the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. They were in those days where before the flood, they were eating and drinking. They were marrying and giving them marriage until the day that they, Noah entered the ark, and they did not understand until the flood came and took him away. So shall be the coming of man Be What a stark warning.
0: Yes, that passage you did in Second Peter, it goes on and it tells that, no, the world will not end with a worldwide flood, but it does say how the world will end and it's not by means of water. Do you recall what it says? It's by means of fire.
1: Mm, but in the day the Lord will be like a sea in which the heavens will pass away and a roar of elements destroyed with intense heat, and yes. the earth and its works will be burned up.
0: Exactly. <laughs> And, and that's going yeah, to come as a thief in the night. So all of these individuals who are talking about, well, we better get rid of, you know, oil and things like that because it's destroying the atmosphere and pretty soon we'll all be dead. That, that's not true because we will be aware of something like that happening, whereas the end of the world will occur only in a few seconds and will be a surprise to everyone.
1: Well, and isn't a lot of the things that we see, the famines, the earthquakes, the, the storms that we have or tornadoes, hurricanes, are all warning signs that the world itself is falling apart and, and there' signs that the Lord is returning.
0: This is a very important point to make, that it's not those things that help us to figure out when the world will end. It is those items that show that the world is coming to an end, but they still don't give any time. Remember when Jesus was on earth, he talked about the father knows that day or an hour, but in his state of humiliation, Jesus did not even know it at that time until he was exalted once more into heaven.
1: Or as St. Peter puts it in in chapter three again, let this one fact not escape your notice. For with the Lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years as one day.
0: Yes, so that time is really a part of creation of the world. Uh, do you know how we gauge time? Einstein did some work in that with his you know, e 30 30. C squared. Yeah. Yes. And that was the speed of light. Yeah. And even there people disagree with what Einstein says. For example, if light is traveling to something and then it returns from where it came, Einstein thought that it took the same amount of time to go and return whereas today they're discovering that its return is instantaneously. And so that's kind of a difference than what Einstein believed. So our scientists today are far from understanding how light works because they think if it travels at 186,000 miles per second, those planets that they are seeing that are so far away or those suns they must be millions of years before the light reached earth. Whereas we believe that at the creation of the world, Adam and Eve were able to look up into the sky and see those suns because light had already come to the earth.
1: I think that's an excellent, important point to make that at creation, everything was right there. The gold, the diamonds, the rocks that were in the, in in the ground at various structures, and the the stars illuminating the, the light. Everything was there just at that right time. And what, Adam and Eve were in their 20s?
0: Well, we don't know what age they were. They could be 16, 18, or 20, or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is that that was something we need to remember that the creation was created with age. Remember, there were already mm. trees in the Garden of Eden that they could eat from, except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, if Adam and Eve had to wait so long for a tree to be grown that they were not able to eat from, guess what? That meant they would have had Cain a lot earlier in the Garden of Eden rather than after the fall of man into sin.
1: And when they left the garden as a result of sin, uh, animals were killed. So animals had to be very much all the animals that we see from dinosaurs on down to cats and dogs and things like that were, were there in the creation.
0: And that's another reason people can look up YouTube and look at When did the dinosaurs exist? And there's plenty of evidence they existed when the world was created. Okay, thanks so very much. Good article. We need to be telling our people on the basis of the Bible why the Bible is correct. If you have any questions, you can email me because tomorrow is email Friday and we can continue to respond to this.